Welcome back to Scarlet and Maze. I'm Adam. This is Zach. Hi. What's up? Uh, let's just jump right in because Ohio State had a rough start, rough end, rough. Oh, that's Indiana. <laughs> uh, I was I was actually teensy bit worried at the beginning of the game. Ohio State drove right down the field and scored. Wasn't worried about that. But then Indiana is driving right down the field. They keep converting on third down. They're driving. They score a touchdown. And as this is happening, I'm reading on Twitter that. Um, Trayvon Henderson's helmet was taken away, which implies that he got hurt. Um, he ends up being in the next drive and was fine, but, I mean, I was te- the slightest bit worried after that because, I mean, Indiana just shredded us and we're losing our star running back. Right. Ended up being fine, 54-7, 47 unanswered points, 30 points in the second quarter alone, just one quarter. That's more than Clay Thompson. Um, they might be a top five they might be top five in the country at every position group on offense. There's no debating the wide receivers. Stroud has been balling out since the Akron game, since he sat out the Akron game. Henderson is arguably the best true freshman in the country, and at this point his tra- tra- trajectory is Buckeye legend. Um, the offensive line has been straight-up bullying teams, and Rucker now at tight end had two touchdowns in the last game. The defense is improving every week. Ohio State has not allowed a rushing touchdown since the Oregon game. They were 112th in total defense after the Oregon game, and now they're 48th. 48th isn't anything to brag about, but it's impressive going from 112th to 48th. I'm not sure I've ever seen a more successful pass game in a torrential downpour in my entire life. There was one drop that I remember that was like, okay, that was a rain. But then they were like making diving catches, and like catches most players won't even make when it's not raining. I'm like, this is insane. You mm-hmm. could have told me it wasn't raining, I would have been like, you're probably right. Um, since... Stroud rested his shoulder against Akron. He is 62 of 84, 73% completion percentage. That's pretty good. 1,002 <laughs> yards. That's pretty good. 14 touchdowns, zero interceptions. And that's in three games. They've scored 150 points in his last 156 snaps at quarterback. That's wild. That's almost that's a, insane. That's almost a touchdown every six plays. <clears throat> wild. Your thoughts? Uh, I need to call my therapist, I feel like. <laughs> I mean, this is why Michigan can be 7-0 and and I can be looking forward to basketball as much as I am. Like, I mean, basketball looks great, but also... I don't know when Michigan come starts. On. I don't know when Michigan starts, but I saw today that it's 15 days and, and Ohio State will start. Let's go. Um, so I, the, my takeaway was I think Michigan State is the toughest opponent left on Michigan's schedule, except <laughs> obviously Ohio State. Yeah. So, except for Ohio State, I think Michigan State's the toughest opponent. Opponent. So, my only thought right now is if Michigan is able to beat Ohio State or Michigan State this weekend, would eleven and one, given the state of the top twenty-five, uh, be enough for Michigan to make the playoff? Obviously, the one being Ohio State. Right. Like, I mean, Penn State looked amazing. <laughs> Obviously, in their 19 overtime two point loss. I have a fun fact about that. Goodness gracious, so good. Um, but so for real, if Michigan is able to beat Michigan State, would 11 and one be enough? Cincinnati did not look ideal. Right, and Navy's tor- terrible, and they won by seven. Right, like I don't know. So <laughs> uh, that's that's uh, where I'm at right now. Yes, yeah. would 11 and one be enough? I uh, wouldn't break the Big Ten Conference streak, but, uh, I mean, maybe they could get to the playoff Yeah. Um, if they win this weekend and just lose to Ohio State if they're able to take care of business yeah. otherwise. But. So, 
That's just away. Yeah. Okay. So Michigan won 33 to seven. They did. So right off the bat, I just have to say it was another week that I was a little frustrated until I took a breath and looked over the game again. But even when it was 10-7 at halftime, my concern level was 0.0 because Northwestern had 32 (laughs) total yards before they broke one big run. So it was a defensive bust, and other than that one run, they looked like the Northwestern I expected. Um, The one thing that's hard for my Madden or NCAA 14 brain uh, to get used to when thinking about games is pace of play. So like when we play video games, we go for the big play an awful lot, right? Right. Well, Michigan took a few shots, uh, but they were perfectly content just running and running and running and running and letting the clock run. Not as like we need to do this to win, but more like they know we're running and they still can't really slow us down too much, so it doesn't really matter, so let's just do that some more. Um, So here are some numbers that, if you like soccer, I'm sure are fascinating and exciting for you, okay? (laughs) Northwestern's longest drive of the game, or of the first half, was a 1 minute 52 seconds. Their longest drive of the first half, 1 minute 52 seconds. Michigan only had five drives in the first half, and every single drive was longer. Um, Michigan's first two drives were punts, first of which started at their own two. And I say that just because, like, I was frustrated they didn't go just march down and score. But still, your play calling, especially uh, up front, is different. And they got out of it, but whatever. They flipped the field. Okay. It still took over – the first two drives still took over six minutes of game time. Then they had a 13-play, 79-yard touchdown drive that took five and a half minutes. In a 16-play, 55-yard drive that took almost nine minutes but ended in a field goal. Then Northwestern had their one big run, um, and Michigan responded by going 75 yards in two minutes with 12 plays. They just fumbled inside the five. Um, So really the takeaway in the first half is like, so get a touchdown instead of the field goal and take care of the ball. Right. Uh, And it's different, which like you, you can't do this every game. Michigan's also not turning it over like they did in this game every game. Right. In the second half, Michigan goes touchdown, punt, touchdown, field goal, touchdown, fumble by the third string running back, missed field goal after a bad call, took away Michigan first down inside the 10. Um, so on the other hand, acknowledging it's just Northwestern, Northwestern got 59 yards and no points on their first drive of the second half, um, or on their first drive, and then 39 yards on the last drive against Michigan's walk-ons, but otherwise had, uh, or no, so, sorry. (laughs) First drive of the second half, they had 59 yards. Uh, Last drive, they had 39 yards. Otherwise, they had 39 yards in the second half. 32% of Northwestern's total yards for the entire game were on that one run by Evan Hall, and were otherwise beaten the way a good defense should beat them. So, Uh, the question remains, I think, just what to do at quarterback. Again, Cade McNamara had some misses deep. So I go, no, he's, yeah. he's best at the deep ball. And it's two games in a row where he just missed on his deep passes. Uh, I do think a couple were played poorly by the receivers. McCarthy had a good play late, which uh, was the one called back by the bad penalty. But he also missed an open receiver before he started to scramble to find uh, the guy on the run. Um, so honestly, I'm kind of stuck. So on one hand... I think that at some point it has to be not what have you done and more what can you do, which makes me want J.J. McCarthy to get more snaps. Uh, At least in his snaps, let him throw the ball a little more. 
On the other hand, if Cade connects on just one or two of these deep shots, I don't know that the frustration level would be that much to really warrant benching him. Right. Like one or two deep passes, and I don't think anyone really cares. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's a game manager. He's thrown one pick all season. Right. And he's been sacked twice all season. I mean, he hasn't dropped back to pass a whole bunch either, but um, I'm not making my pick yet. Uh, But I think Cade McNamara is good enough with Corum and Haskins, the Michigan running game, to beat Michigan State and Penn State. I'm not saying they will necessarily with Cade at quarterback. I think that they have the potential to beat both of those teams with Cade at quarterback. Uh, Completely forgetting those two, though, because the whole season rests on the Michigan-Ohio State game for Michigan, I don't think he's probably good enough to beat Ohio State, and that's the issue. So maybe he'll do great down the stretch, and I'll feel differently on Thanksgiving weekend. We'll see. Maybe they lose this week, and I want J.J. in because still the Ohio State game would be the entire season. Yeah. But So my the question that has been the question for a while remains the question, and that's who they, should they play at quarterback. Um, and I'm honestly just torn. Like, yeah. I didn't he's mean, undefeated. He's thrown one pick. Yeah. But at the same time, there are times in every game where I'm like, put in J.J. McCarthy. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, we threw that question in in like the first or second episode, yeah. and we've talked about it every single week. I mean, really, because J.J. McCarthy had the one throw against yeah. Western Michigan. That's true. We kind of had it as a kind of joke, but not really. And then it's just grown since then. I right. think not just with us, but like with the whole fan base right. in general. But Yeah. I mean, I don't have a lot to take away. I mean, Michigan didn't do anything that impressed me, didn't do anything that made me think, wow, they suck. Yeah, that's all I really got to say. I mean, they're Northwestern's Northwestern. They dominated a team they should dominate. Right. I mean, the the and the, like you said, the halftime score wasn't even as close as it really looked. They had one big play. Right. And that's I mean, low possession games. Yeah. Uh, are lower scoring. Just that's how it works. Right. But uh, and it can look uglier than it is. Yeah. Uh, our pick standings update. So I went four and one this week. I'm sixty and fifteen overall. You went five and one because you you beat the spread yeah. in the game of the week. So fifty eight and seventeen overall. So we're back to even. I just have a you know a couple games on you. Okay, it's sweet. Um, <laughs> but who do you think is going to win the Michigan Michigan State game? Not you, Zach. Cast your vote <laughs> by getting to Quality Dairy yeah. and grabbing your team's limited time game day cookies. Yeah, our Why first not? official sponsor giving us some cookies. You can pre-order your MSU or U of M cookies for your tailgate or office party. Just visit QDExpress.com and QD will get your bulk order ready for pickup at your favorite Quality Dairy store the next day. Don't forget you can wash those great cookies down with Lansing's best Cider, cider's a porn at Quality Dairy. QD is actually keeping track of how many of each team's cookies are sold and will announce the winner on social media Saturday of who, which team was sold more. Yeah. So get to your Quality Dairy and pick your team, MSU or U of M, and support your team. Quality Dairy is also giving away tickets to the game. You can enter to win tickets to the Michigan-Michigan State game uh, just by going into your local Quality Dairy store and filling out your free entry form. Limit one entry per day per store. So you could go to all the Lansing area Quality Dairies, fill out your free form at each one, uh, maximize your chances to win free tickets to Michigan-Michigan State. There's 27 Quality Dairy stores, so... 
you're not doing anything, go get 27 entries for the free tickets to the game. The tickets are going for like 260 bucks or something. Crazy. Crazy deal. Big Ten Players of the Week. Thankfully, we don't have any co's there. Yeah. Just straightforward uh, offensive player. I'll take Chase Brown from Illinois. 223 yards at 6.76 yards per carry. One touchdown in the upset victory mm -hmm. uh, against Penn State. At Penn State. Yeah. Crazy. The, the only thing I have to say about that is I agree with it. He should have won it, and I'm just excited for what Travion Henderson is going to do to that Penn State defense. If this guy from Illinois is running for 220, how many, 224? 223. 223 yards, Travion Henderson is going to run for at least 224. <laughs> at least. <laughs> at least. Probably on fewer carries. Yeah. Uh, defensive player of the week? Um, oh, yeah, sorry, I got it. Leo <laughs> Chanel, uh from Wisconsin, nine tackles. Super impressive. No, yeah, really, no, three and yeah, a half sacks. Three and a half sacks. That's crazy. That is crazy, regardless of who, you, who of who you play. Yeah, it's a great, great stat, great win. I mean, they beat a ranked team. Yeah, maybe Wisconsin's back. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, Big Ten takeaways. Um. So okay, so in conference play, Ohio State has the most points for in the Big Ten. They have two hundred and seventeen. The next closest team is Nebraska with 67 less points. And, oh, yeah, Nebraska's played one more conference game than the Buckeyes. Insane. Crazy. Yeah. So um, Ohio State's got the best offense in the Big Ten. I don't think nobody's questioning that. but uh, I only have one Big Ten takeaway, and that's Penn State. Just <laughs> Come on. What? <laughs> Penn State. <laughs> Come on. 20 to 18 and 35 overtimes. Yeah. That Come game on. was insane. I mean, it was, the two, it was entertaining to watch, and I just, like, my friend was texting me, and he was, like, over-under on nine on ten overtimes. Oh and I was gosh. like, I'll take the under. And then it was nine overtimes, and he, but he said Illinois would win, and I was thinking Penn State would win. But. The only bummer about that game was the Penn State's first uh, play in overtime, or their first two-point conversion, yeah. I should say was they did the Philly special, and Sean Clifford dropped the ball. If that could have come later in the overtimes, yeah. because there were so many. Uh, my little brother, I was watching with him, yeah. uh, and he pointed out, have you ever seen Boy Meets World? No. There's this episode of Boy Meets World where the older brother, Eric, is playing billiards. He's at like a pool hall, and they're in a game, and no shot goes in at all, and one time they like hit it, and the ball explodes. Like nothing can go in. <laughs> it was a lot like that. It was, yeah. it was an apt reference wow. from my brother i mean how do you i get i get the new overtime rule you go for two on the third overtime and that's all you do is it's just straight two point conversion but how they didn't even cover the over on total points scored in the game in that, nine overtimes yeah um and again i mean after the second it's just a two-point conversion like russian roulette basically yeah. uh but <laughs> come on <laughs> there, were, there were so many failed to start. Yeah, there was there was three. Okay, so there's nine overtimes, right? And yeah. you can get into the end zone in all of those. They got in the end zone a total of three times. The, the whole insane nine overtimes. That's insane. That's a combined three for eighteen of getting in the end zone in yeah. overtime. It was wild. It was fun to watch them. It was fun. I would hate it if Michigan was in one of those games, yeah. but having no real. Uh, weight to the game. I thought it was really fun. Yeah. At the start of it, uh, me and the people I was watching with were like, I don't like it. And then <laughs> going into like overtime six, we we're like, this is amazing. This is really exciting <laughs> I and fun. It, I wanted it to go on forever. Yeah. I was, I was excited for Brandon Peters. 
Not yeah. that I was excited for uh, the starter to get hurt, but yeah. whatever. Dude, his wrist was nasty. That was gross. Forearm, wrist, whatever it was. Um, the other thing is, I, you know the Buffalo Wild Wings commercials is all I could think of. <laughs> we don't want the game to yeah. end. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Oh, my gosh. Uh, rapid Fire, Turd Pile, Picks, Rutgers at Illinois. Illinois just got the big upset. They're real high right now. Going ho- They're going home. Playing Rutgers, I think I got Rutgers in the upset. I actually got Rutgers too. Dang, Brandon Peters is. I don't think gonna get it done. God bless him. <laughs> uh, whatever. Indiana at Maryland. Uh, okay, uh, okay. I, I just don't think either of these teams are very good, and I like the Hoosiers to bounce back after losing five straight games to top ten teams. That's perfect because I have Maryland. So here we go. Some point of separation. Maybe yeah. close the gap. More likely, I extend mm-hmm. my lead, but. We'll see you next week. Uh, Minnesota at Northwestern. I'm rowing the boat on the, on the road. Minnesota has actually kind of gotten it together. Yeah. Uh, after losing to Bowling Green, which is just hilarious. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were they're only 14 points. That is what they lost to Ohio State, and they were in that game most of the game. Yeah. Just bizarre. Yeah. Uh, Purdue at Nebraska. I got Purdue. This is the only home team I'm taking in the rap, rapid fire turd pile picks. I got Nebraska. This I I I almost picked Nebraska. It's hard to think that they they will continue to lose every single game. Nebraska will either but, win this game by a little bit, or they'll blow them out, or they'll lose by eight points or less. I feel like there's no <laughs> chance they win by a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they'll either blow them out or lose a close game. Yeah, that's true. Out. Yeah, but whatever. Uh, On to the varsity games, kinda. Varsity kind defensive of. games, Iowa at Wisconsin. Remember when Wisconsin and Notre Dame played and we talked about how both quarterbacks looked so terrible it made both defenses look amazing? <laughs> Not that either wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Iowa 6-4. to four. Okay, so I, I put this in the varsity games because Wisconsin still controls their own destiny in the Big, in the Big Ten West right Insane. now. Insane. Because if they, they play, they have two losses in conference. Iowa and Minnesota each have one and they still play both of them. So they would have the head-to-head yeah. and the same amount of losses if they went out. Um, that is crazy to me. They, although they put up 30 on Purdue, their offense is still atrocious. They were a 1-for-11 on third down, only 52 passing yards on eight attempts. What are they, Army? They played Army a couple weeks ago. I think they took after them a little bit. Yeah. Um, since 2003, Iowa was just on a bye week. They win 55% of their games after a bye week, which is down from a normal win rate of 652 um, since Paul Christ has been Wisconsin's coach, they've won 73% of their games, and when they've had a rest disadvantage, they've won 84% of the games, so up. In a defensive battle, I like the Badgers at home. All right. Whichever quarterback throws less interceptions away. We have some separation <laughs> this week. Penn State at Iowa State. Zach, you can go first. Penn State at who? Penn State at Ohio State? That's not what you said. What did I say? I think you said Iowa State. Well... I probably just slurred my words. Okay. Penn State at Ohio State. Zach, your So thoughts. since 2012, Ohio State is 8-1 and one against Penn State in their one win coming off of a blocked field goal and, yeah, all that fun jazz. Travion Henderson had as many points in the first half, three touchdowns, 18 points, as Penn State did on Saturday in a nine-overtime game. I got the Buckeyes big. They might win by 40 again. Yeah. Honestly, I think Penn State is worse than Mel Tucker's current resume. <laughs> calm down. Calm down. Uh, anyways, Penn State played uh, at the same time as Michigan, so I didn't watch until late in the fourth quarter. 
But when I turned it on, I had assumed Sean Clifford was out because I was keeping tabs yeah, on yeah, the game, yeah. just like the score. Uh, but you go four quarters and two regular overtimes with Sean Clifford and score ten points against Illinois. His stat line for that game was the ugliest thing I've ever seen yeah. in my life. I don't care if Clifford wasn't 100% because how's he going to get there in time to go to Columbus? Like, how's he going right. to get to 100%? Auburn, who's going to end up 8-4, and four, is Penn State's hat-hanging win. Uh while I'm well aware and very vocal about the fact that Michigan hasn't beaten anybody this season either, this isn't about Michigan. It's about the reality that Ohio State is just too much better for this game to even be close. Yeah. Ohio State, 52-10. to 10. I'm just kidding. They're not going to kick a field goal, 56-10. to 10. <laughs> That's if Penn State gets lucky. Now to the game of the week, Michigan at Penn State. So much drama, so yeah. much tension. Oh, I've been so excited for this game. I'm so happy they're both 7-0. and um, More than half of Indiana's points for this season in conference came against MSU. They have 28 points for all season in conference. They played mm-hmm. four conference games. 15 of them were against MSU. Um, Cade has had over 200 passing yards in seven, once in seven games. Michigan has not been a top 15 team on the road since 2006. Both these teams are unproven. Um, I just didn't – was, I was really struggling with who to pick here, but I'm going to have to go with the home team. I like Michigan State by three. Buy your MSU cookies at Quality Dairy, Zach is saying, I guess. Uh, with all seriousness, with the utmost respect, I promise you, Michigan State has been impressive this season so far. They've exceeded all but their own beat writers and biggest fans, same things, expectation to the point that they're willing to die for the man responsible, Mel Tucker, just 14 games into his tenure, in which, again, he is back to one win over a team better than 500, zero coming this season so far. That could obviously change Saturday, as I've said the past few weeks, and I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan State won. Thorne and Walker have made Michigan State far more explosive than I expected this year, but the thing that worries me the most is Michigan's style of play. They can't settle for field goals in a low-possession game because Michigan State has more of a chance to be explosive than anyone Michigan has played so far this season, including Nebraska, who kept it close against Michigan. Uh, Something to keep an eye on is Peyton Thorne had nine touchdowns and zero picks, in their four out-of-conference games, but six touchdowns and all four picks in their three conference games against Rutgers, Nebraska, and Indiana. Not exactly the powerhouse defenses in the conference. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kenneth Walker III has 997 yards, including a huge 233 yards against Rutgers, but 61 against Nebraska, 84 against Indiana. I honestly... Yeah. Trayvon Henderson only ran for 81 against Indiana. On how many carries? Nine. There we go. (laughs) So I I really do go back and forth uh, with what I think will happen in this game, but i got to make a pick. Harbaugh is undefeated in East Lansing as a coach and as a player. Um, But I'm just going to say for right now, Michigan by seven. Uh, Things. Oh, things that nobody are talking about. Yeah. We're still talking about it. We've been talking about it every week, but I still haven't seen people talk about this. Clemson has yet to score more than two touchdowns against an FBS opponent in regulation this season. The only time they've scored more than two touchdowns is in an overtime game that they lost. That's, that's seriously... It was an overtime game. Yeah. Uh, how does this happen? I don't know. They, 
They even benched their quarterback last week to try and fix something, and then they put him back in because it didn't work. Right. Maybe, I don't, maybe I don't know how they don't. The this year especially, there have been a number of teams where I'm like, how do you not have a better option at quarterback? Yeah. Uh, Clemson is one. Is Ohio State one? Yeah. They, I mean, they need to play mullet McFreshman and mullet. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's whatever. I'm just Quinn yours. I can't wait. Till I'm play. just sad that you know Ohio State had one bad game and then it's fine. Yeah. Well, whatever. One loss, a couple bad games. Sweet. Yeah. A couple bad. Games Must be nice by, that they won by multiple touchdowns. Must but, yeah. be nice. <laughs> Uh, the one thing I wanted to talk about that no, but nobody's talking about, I feel like, is James Franklin not being an elite coach. You <laughs> talked about the game that they beat Ohio State on a blocked field goal. If that doesn't happen, is he talked about at all? Probably, because he was talked about before that game for some reason. I don't understand how anyone thinks James Franklin is an elite coach yeah. for winning one game. Like They beat Ohio State, great. Michigan hasn't, great. James Franklin is not a good coach. I don't like well, he's not great. I don't think he's a good coach. He recruits really well. Great. So did Brady Hoke. <laughs> he's got a top three class right now in 2022. Mm. Brady Hoke is undefeated. <laughs> San Diego State. Brady Hoke may probably would have won last game. Not at Michigan, but at San Diego State came, they would have they would have won in 30 other times. Penn State? No, or against they, Illinois. Either. Oh yeah. Anyways. The coach of the year, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe a sleeper candidate for Michigan State once Mel Tucker goes to LSU. <laughs> oh, my God. Unless LSU doesn't scrape the bottom of the barrel and they go straight to the cream at the top, which is Brady Oak. <laughs> there you go. Uh, probably not. Uh, tweet of the week. Mine is from Fox College Football. Life's, life comes at you fast. Honestly, what the heck, Purdue? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I... Bipolar, goodness gracious. Yeah. Also, if Wisconsin wins out, does it count as a big win for Michigan again or no? No, definitely not. Interesting. <laughs> All right, uh, your tweet of the week? My tweet of the week is a picture of an old lady. I don't know. She might not be old. She might not be old. She <laughs> She looked old, okay? She might not have been old. I wanted to dead hold she's, she was. I think she's supposed to look old. She's yeah. supposed to look old, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the Illinois-Penn State game, and the caption was, she was a sophomore when the game started, which is just hilarious. <laughs> she still is a sophomore, but she's right. looks like an old lady, was my point. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, Anyways. Yeah. Buy your cider, buy your cookies, your yeah, donuts. They got MSU U of M donuts, too, here. The donuts don't have anything to do with uh, the contest, but they're still delicious. Yeah, the cookies are amazing. The donuts... What's the verdict? Great. And you can wash it down with the best apple cider in not just the Lansing area, not just Michigan, dare I say, the country. Dare I say, the universe. Oh, boy. (laughs) But with that, follow, subscribe, like, share. We're on everything. We're on everything. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever else you get your podcasts. Everything. Buy your cider, buy your cookies, buy your donuts at Quality Dairy.